Hi there, this is Roseanne Service, and for my very first recording, I just want to tell you quickly who I am and uh, let you know a few things before I go into some of my um, talks about faith. First of all, I am the oldest of six children. We grew up in Mesa and then um, in Gilbert, Arizona, and then, um, you know, I got married 20 years later, I've got five children. I've got one on a mission. My youngest um, child is nine years old and my children are wonderful and I have a wonderful life. We own our own business and we serve in many different capacities. Um, right now it is December. And so my husband and I actually serve a lot of different places, um, in the Valley as Santa and Mrs. Claus. I also serve in our church as um, the first counselor in stake primary, and I absolutely love my life. Is my life perfect? No, but I absolutely love my life. I am so grateful for every day that I have, and that feeling of motivation came from um, 2010 when I was diagnosed with a brain tumor, and I didn't know what to think about that. Um, and during that entire process, everything happened rapidly. Everything just started coming at me. I mean, I thought it was something, oh, we can have, we can chat about, we can talk about it. No, we found myself in an emergency situation where there's needed to be emergency questions and emergency surgery. And it was absolutely horrible, but it was also one of those moments in life where your faith is built and tested repeatedly over and over like a fast track exam to understanding um, a new program. I felt like my eyes were open um, and I and I felt like that my whole life there's many many moments where my eyes were open but this really began to open my eyes to something um, every time I see the Superstition Mountains, that first part of the mountains is called the Flatiron. Every time I see it, I thank God that I'm alive. Every time I wake up in the morning, I thank God that I'm alive. I'm grateful for all that I have now because of the things that I've been through have opened my eyes. One of the greatest lessons I actually received from going through that wasn't just that mortality you know, that mortality motivation that I have now, it's actually not being judgmental. Just knowing that I'm not perfect and that I don't have to be perfect, but that you're not perfect and that's okay. I'm totally fine with that. In fact, that might make my imperfection feel a little more at home. The people around us are not perfect. People do things that you know, we're not going to always like, they're going to disappoint us. They're going to annoy us. They're going to make us angry or maybe that's our choice to feel those things, but we still feel them. You know, mortal life is always going to be filled with that because heavenly father, all he has to work with are imperfect beings. And so one of the first things that I remember, like the, one of those big lessons that I remember as I was recovering from that surgery was I shouldn't judge. In fact, my whole life, because of my judging others, and I didn't think I did it. I mean, I really didn't. But 
because of that judgment, I didn't realize that that was reflecting upon myself. And I also started judging myself just that badly. And you don't realize it, but everything that you do radiates your knowledge, your, your light, your faith, even your thoughts. So your thoughts about people's imperfections, they, they become part of you. They radiate to all that you speak to. You know, the purpose of mortality is to learn how to let go of people's anger and hate and those negative things. It's one of our purposes here is to learn to be able to be okay with that. To allow people the blessing of failure sometimes. Sometimes you see that something's probably not going to go well, but you need to allow that person the blessing of failure. It's not like we're just going to say, Nothing, if they were to ask you your opinion and you know it's going south, you could say, actually, I've done that before. It's not a good idea. You know, that I understand. But there's a lot of things that do not require our input. And uh, especially when we are in the realm of like maybe gossip or thinking about other people's lives. And really, we need to be getting on with serving. Um, and so, you know, lay that burden at the Lord's feet let go of that judgment. Um, I, I think about, uh, Elder Uchtdorf's sermon of the stop it. <laughs> Do you harbor a grudge against someone else? Do you gossip even when what you say might be true? Do you exclude, push away or punish others because of something they have done? Do you secretly envy another? Do you wish to cause harm to someone? If you answer yes to any of these questions, you may want to apply the two-word sermon from earlier, stop it. <laughs> I just love his words, just stop it. <laughs> you know, uh, we have the choice to forgive. It's so freeing. And those of us who forgive are forgiven. You know, you always hear that thing It's at church. You always hear, where much is given, much is required. And it's almost like a dig, like you've been given a lot, be thankful for it and get to work. But you know, let's flip that around. Where much is given, much is required. And where much is required and you fulfill it, much is given to you by your Heavenly Father. Let that just seep into your bones because we've always been talking about the opposite way. Where much is given, where much is given, much is required. Where much is required and fulfilled, then much is given. Let's bank on that faith that Heavenly Father has given us the chance to forgive others. Let's bank on that, that we have the opportunities to serve and to forget everyone else's problems. We we don't need to carry their that burden on our shoulders um, as far as it goes in regards to forgiveness. Just let that go. We're going to find ourselves in a much better position before our Heavenly Father. And the merciful are going to attain mercy. You know, that's what we, we will obtain. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.